The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network and ChicagoBears.com. Download the Chicago Bears official mobile app for up-to-the-minute Bears content every day. And now, welcome to Bears All Access, your all-access pass into Chicago Bears football. Bears All Access is brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by CDW, Miller Lite, and Hulu. Best to you, Bears fans. Uh, we now have the template for the 2019 season, the schedule release last night, the script with which to work off of now, and here for the evaluation, my broadcast partner on News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, Tom Thayer. Welcome into Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Uh, good evening, Big Tom. How you doing? Big Jeff, you know, when the schedule comes out, there's always a little search points, depending upon what position you play and the different things. Okay, you look for these, and you know me, I'm going to look for the extremely hot weather games first. What are the ones that are going to be the most uncomfortable to get through? And then maybe you look, are you going to have an extreme cold opportunity out there? And then... Who are you playing and when do you play them? What type of advantages do you have at home against some of the better players you're going to play against? But where are some of the disadvantages you're going to face when you're playing in an opponent's stadium and you have to face some of the best players in the most hostile environment? So the players, they do go through you know, searching how it's going to affect their opportunities this season do, also. Do you, do you do that more now as a broadcaster than you did as a as a player, no, by the way? No. I, I mean, I, as a player, I would as much as anything because we played Tampa twice a year then. So you had to see were you going to get them out of the way early in the season when it was extremely hot down there and then they would come to Chicago hopefully on a colder day or vice versa. Were you going to be a fat, happy team in December and then have to go down to Tampa and catch an 85 degree day and suck air through the whole thing so and then you had to look for guys like Keith Millard at times in his career or the Reggie Whites you know or you know just the great players that would come across you know your schedule Uh, Jim Miller unable to join us tonight but we have a full hour with you and some special guests tonight coming up shortly Zach Miller joins us for his first interview following his Statement uh, released last week that he's going to stop playing football. Then around 6.30, one of the most popular and certainly, Tom, one of the hardest-hitting safeties (laughs) and players ever in Bears history, the one and only Doug Plank joins us. We're going to get the ball rolling on that Bears 100-year celebration event coming up in Rosemont in June, the days of uh, 7th, 8th, and 9th. That's going to be a fun interview and a fun event indeed, Tom. You know, the one thing that catches my eye right from the get-go is McMahon and Trubisky on the same stage because mm-hmm. I've got to understand, or not understand, to get to know Mitch a little bit from his uh, uh, podium opportunities, and he's so well-spoken, and his answer- answers are thoughtful. And Jim is the opposite end of the spectrum. It's going <laughs> to be awesome, but... You have to, Jim is one of the most intelligent football minds that you could have an opportunity to put on stage with a young quarterback of the future because the game that Jim came from in college is more used now in the NFL than it was when Jim came into the NFL. Yeah, lots to break down during that weekend. You're going to have your your best opportunity ever for the most collection of Bears players past and present. That will be uh, a heck of an event. We're looking forward to it, and it's coming up uh, rapidly, as a matter of fact. All right, before we get more into that, back to the schedule and uh, where you break it down, and and I'll give you my thoughts as well, what are some flashpoint areas that uh, has caught your attention in terms of just how it stacks up and where you got to be at a certain point in the season 
uh, when you're the Bears in 2019? It's it's the roller coaster of starting times, practice mm-hmm. changes, um, late nights, getting back from a game that you got to get right back on the on the practice schedule, and sometimes the first couple days are exhausting. And um, you know, and just see how the, all the how the travel is going to work itself out. And you know, there's just a lot of different elements to it, but it is. You know that when your divisional games are going to take place, they're still the most important, but you also have a schedule of success. They're not going to put you in the, that roller coaster starting times all over the map trying to capture a national audience's attention because the Bears are so popular. It's just that you have to be able to um, you know, have a mature team inside that locker room that can get their energies organized at the right time and the different starting times they're going to face. And that's something they certainly have. You know, now they're one of uh, they have the most right now, along with uh, several other teams. They're all playoff contenders, all believed to be Super Bowl contenders that have five primetime games. Then you throw in the London game, the Thanksgiving game. So it's a lot of attention on the 2019 Bears. For my money, staying healthy as you enter December because that final month of the season and how that all stacks up. To me, it's always after Thanksgiving. You've heard me say it many times. That's when the season actually begins. If you're a contender, it doesn't really start until then, and that's when you want to hit, you know, hit your stride. If, if the Bears have the same success rate and the health that la- that they did last year, it's going to be a really big season for them. All right, that's top there. I'm Jeff Joniak, and this is Bears All Access producing tonight. Chris Dickens and also Herb Lawrence coming up next. We'll be joined by Zach Miller. Here on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Welcome back to Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears, providing electricity, natural gas, and home warranty products to over 1 million customers across the country. Learn more about IGS Energy at IGS.com. Welcome back to the program. Jeff Joniak along with Tom Thayer. And this is uh, Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Pleased to be joined now by a good friend of ours and a good friend of Bears fans. Uh, number 86, uh, Zach Miller. It's one week from tonight is the NFL draft and how quickly time has flown. Big uh, big Zach from a sixth-round pick in 2009 with the Jacksonville Jaguars. To where you are now. What's going on, guys? We're doing all right, Zach. Uh, last week, obviously, you uh, issued a statement on social media that uh, your football playing days uh, have since past and have you digested all that since i'm slowly i'm slowly doing that um a bittersweet moment for me obviously just because it, it didn't quite end the the way that i would envision it ending uh, but as i look back at it and i see all the support that i've got you know not only in the last two days but um really over the last 10 years it it, it makes you reflect on, on all of that and see how blessed I am to, to really be in the position I, I am and, and I was in for 10 years. So it was a bittersweet day, but um, I'll tell you what, I had a good run. Hey, Zach, within your statement, one of the things I liked, you said, chase your dream, never stop, never settle. And, you know, I, I kind of, you know, think about that through my opportunity to play football and the way you come out of it. I would do it all over again, every single thing I had the opportunity. When you consider what you've been through, but really where you're going, would you do it all the same? I think I'd run it all back just the same way. Um, And partly just because for me, my love is the journey. Um, It kind of made me who I am. Um, Maybe I changed the the ending, I changed the outcome, but as far as everything up leading to that point, I think I do it all the same way because I learned so much 
through the hardships um, in the, in those moments where I was down for a while, out of the league, you know, and, and not playing for a number of uh, almost three and a half years being on IR. And I learned I learned just so much about never giving up, um, continuing to, to believe in yourself and, and really believe in your abilities regardless of outside perception or, or what other people may think. Um, if you have that confidence in yourself and in your abilities and you continue to push and grow, uh, you can, you can ultimately reach those goals. And I think for me, that journey and and learning all those things is probably one of the most important part of it. You know, isn't it amazing that you can play the game and affect a few, you can have a scenario that you faced and you can affect thousands and people all over the world. It's, it's, it's an amazing how, positive of effect you can have on so many young and old it is and that's something that still it kind of it touches my heart just because i've had so many people reach out to me whether near or far whether bears fans or nfl fans across the globe and people that are kind of going through the same stuff that i'm going through injury wise similar injuries and then people who have other obstacles but they find a little bit of inspiration in my story and for me it's that's the coolest part about it because other people are getting a little bit of positivity from it. They're gaining some light and, and it's continuing to help them push through the stuff that they are struggling with on a daily basis. So it, it's almost a little bit of a blessing for me to be able to kind of provide that positive influence on people all over, all over the world that we've never really met, but we connect on, on a certain level. Zach Miller, our guest here on Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. And I'm struck by the photo you placed on your Instagram uh, account. And I'm not an Instagram person, <laughs> but it did come up. Uh, is just your, your arms spread wide, your, your back to the camera, and your dwarfing uh, soldier field and the, and, the, and the great city of Chicago in the foreground. Um, when you look at that photo and you see that photo, what 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 are you thinking? What are you what are you feeling when you see that? It's something that I put together. Um, you know, I took a couple pictures and and I thought it through, and it was one something of what I wanted to put out there for everybody to see and embody my time in Chicago. And it was the appreciation for a every single person in, inside that Chicagoland area, inside inside Soldier Field people inside the stadium that are now perched up above the city. And it was just a, a big giant thank you and a, and a giant I love you for having my back. And um, that, that's just kind of what it meant for me putting it together that way. So I, I thought it was fitting, and uh, hopefully everybody else thought the same. Zach, you know, you mentioned uh, – sorry, Tom, you no, mentioned no. that uh, – you know, and Tom mentioned the impact uh, in, in thousands around the world that you have um, made – because of 18 months ago, but in a broader scope, like you mentioned, three and a half years of lost time due to injury, did it change who you are in any way and how you look at life and how you looked at the game? Yeah, I think it changed me. I, I think any all these obstacles kind of change people, whether good or bad. For me, it, it proved a point, not only to everybody else, but most importantly to myself, that I was able to, to pick myself up. Um, you know, through those lows, I was able to continue on a on an upward slope to to really get to where I wanted to to be. 
was the was the other half of the question? Just uh, you know how you looked at the game. Oh yeah. So I mean, it, it, for Jeff, Jeff, for me, man, that just made it more special. And not a lot of guys are not active for three and a half years, whether they're on our IR or out of the league or doing whatever. There's a that's a, a big window. So for me, it really made me appreciate being there, being in that seat, um, being able to walk out on the field and continue to do what I loved. It it, it made me appreciate it so much more because when you're in it, it's just what you're doing. And sometimes you it, it can be taken for granted. And after that three-and-a-half-year period, I never took it for granted. Not a day that I stepped on a football field that I didn't love what I was doing. There were struggles. Not a, you know, you're going through training camp and you're doing the, the dog days of things where it's not exactly fun, but I never took those opportunities for granted. And I think that's probably the biggest thing that that it was taught to myself through that window. You know, Zach, I think last year, though, I think you inspired a lot of people around Hallis Hall when you would make that daily trek from the weight room back to the facility. It was inspiring because people understood what your commitment was to it. So now you know this football team inside and out better than anyone, this one that's coming up. When you look at the roller coaster schedule, are you a player that would like straight noon starts or – is, are you okay with this team having the alternate starting times of of this roller coaster year? I'm I'm okay with us having the 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 roller coaster, only because I I know that we'll be well prepared for it. Um, if you look at it and kind of as a player from a weekly routine, would you like everything to kind of be the same? Yeah, probably. But when you substitute that for prime time, you substitute that for under the lights, you substitute that for division rivals um and and big big moments with with what we're putting together with what ryan has done with what coach nags has done in the last year and and how he prepares these guys i think it's going to be exciting because they're going to show up on prime time and it's going to be a a lovely (laughs) display for everybody uh to see the chicago bears kicking some butt Zach Miller, our guest here on Bears All Access with Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer on Chicago Sports Radio 670 Score. It's brought to you by IGS Energy. Uh, Just looking at your career, I I saw this pro football focus uh, said, and and they evaluate every snap in the NFL. Um, They're gaining in popularity and and so forth, certainly around this time of year with the draft. But a stunning stat, especially for a tight end and a guy that was in several different systems, they said that you only had four drop passes in your career. That's pretty good. That's some good hands. That is. Not bad. Um, <laughs> I t- I'll tell you what, guys. I took pride in catching the football. Uh, I worked on it. It was it was something that – and it's funny that you say that because I was just talking to my, my one of my best friends last night about it. and Because I made that transition from quarterback to tight end. I, I never really did catching drills. And then I got into the NFL – I worked on it. I did tennis ball drills with one eye open, one eye closed, bouncing stuff off the wall. I worked on one-handed catches every single day over the shoulders. So those were something that I kind of took pride in catching the football, and I wanted that. I didn't. I didn't want. I wanted the lowest drop rate in the entire league. So um, it's cool that they do that for you know they put those stats together for guys to kind of see some off the wall statistics. But that's pretty sweet. You know, Zach, when I th- you are, so you play tight end, H-back, fullback, split tight end, short yardage tight end on short yardage and goal line. During the expansion of your career, what was 
more challenging for you? And I, I'm kind of forethinking for Adam Shaheen, but I need mm-hmm. to hear from your experience. Is it the, what's more challenging at an NFL level? Is it the online blocking, or is it the route running and timing with a quarterback with the the creativeness of Mitchell? I think it was the the inline blocking. Um, just the physical nature of what it is for me specifically, because I never really had my hand in the dirt and I had to kind of learn that skill for the first three, four years. And I probably wasn't even really good at it and maybe ever, but (laughs) there was a period where I was um, able to do that. And I started to kind of find a little niche and, and use more quickness opposed to being overpowered. So for me, it was the inline, just understanding the strength and how I, could use my quickness and agility to kind of, you know, hold off the the bigger, stronger dudes. Now, when you get into the route running and timing thing, I was fortunate enough to play quarterback, so I understood timing in my own head. There was times where you may run a route and just my internal clock already knows where Mitchell was going to be at and and what he kind of needed. So I I feel like I had an advantage uh, from that standpoint. And Speaking specifically of Adam, I think just the more that he plays, the better he's going to get. Uh, obviously, he has all the physical tools. Right. He's a giant. His catch radius is huge. And he is a very, very good athlete. Now, is he is he just – he's strong enough to really be a dominant inline blocker. He's just got to learn some technique. He's very tall. So, the, the lower pad level for him and things like that, uh, it, the sky's the limit really for, for where he is and, and what he can do talent-wise. So, I'm excited to see him grow. Zach Miller, our guest here on Bears All Access with Tom Thayer, Jeff Joniak on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score brought to you by IGS Energy. Hey, one thing for me, and it'll be the last one for me, and Tom, if you have something else, you can chime in as well. But you know, I have I heard, a good I question. I heard something. Uh, what's that? <laughs> I said, I have a good question. Oh, okay. No, go uh, ahead. I'm sorry. I, I'm I heard something uh, about Bill Belichick today on the radio and just how the, the, the lack of practice time with players and installing offenses is such that it shifts for a coach in terms of what he can put in and how quickly the entire offense can get downloaded. And I, I only bring it up because Matt Nagy keeps talking about Mitch and the offense at 101 level last year. Now 201 this year is the expectation and beyond, and it's going to grow like that every year. It, is it smart for coaches now to take the approach like, okay, don't panic in training camp if you get you can't get it all in. Get enough to get it done the first couple games of the season that puts you in a position to win, and still download and, and install throughout the course of the first six weeks of the season or so. Yeah, I think so. I think that's just that's the right approach. Um, only because you don't want to have information overload. You can get a you can get a playbook that's so diverse and so complex, and a lot of guys are moving different positions. And if you throw it all at them at one at one time, it it can be we're learning everything at an average level, or we can kind of limit it, um, pick out the most important things, all our key concepts, what we're going to do, become great at those, and then grow from that. Um, kind of as the season goes. And then you take that conglomerate, and then it's changed week by week. So I'd say early on for that approach uh, is right on, and, and <laughs> that's coming for me. Uh, I think Coach Belichick and Coach Nagy know a, a heck of a lot more than, than what I would do. So I'd, I'd follow in their footsteps for sure. 
Hey, Zach, last question for me. You know, you've had some amazing experiences in your life in the NFL. You've come from one of the grumpiest post-game locker rooms to one of the craziest post-game locker rooms I've ever seen in my life. Isn't it weird how fine line it is between those two post-game locker rooms? I'll tell you what, man. Night and day differences just from, you know how it's a challenge to win in the NFL. It really is from week to week. And they're special. And Coach Nagy does such a great job of understanding that and really pushing that narrative to his entire team and enjoying it. So there's nothing wrong with having fun and really soaking up that entire 60-minute battle that you just had, and then you come inside and you get to have a little bit of a party with your with your family in there. It's a, it's a pretty cool uh, thing that he set up, and I think you're starting to see it kind of trend now, uh, trickle trickle-down effect throughout the NFL, but... Uh, you know where it started, and that's a that's a live party in there. I'm I'm glad he allowed the fans the exposure because it's really cool for ex hasbens to see it going on, <laughs> and it's fun to see the young guys enjoying the opportunity of success. It's so fun, man. He, he's he knows exactly what he's doing, and uh, like I said, it, it's been a privilege for for him to kind of take me in and and then allow me to be in that position for that entire year. So right. I that's love that guy. Act- that's the aspect of, the, of of sports that is is lost is the aspect that when it is over, you miss the room, you miss the day to day grind with teammates. Mm-hmm. I'd like both of you to talk about those experiences or what you know you might be feeling, Zach and Tom, what you did when uh, it was time to uh, to move on. I think, in, I mean, just just like you said, that's probably the biggest thing that you miss being around your brothers on a daily basis, and then. When you get into the grind, there's a certain amount of, like, it's just like a, a prideful thing to go through a training camp. And it's different for us now, Tom, than it was for you guys back in the day. I mean, you guys were, that was a, a that was a grind for you. It was strenuous, and I know it because I did it for two years <laughs> when it was real two-a-days. And when you get through that and you, 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 you come together, you grind through camp, you got some fights. I mean, you got some family stuff going on, and then it ends. And you're like, you know what, man? We just made it. We, we came a little bit closer. And it's a bond that you can't really describe when you go through something like that. And then now it shifts to the greater goal that you move forward together. It's just a special feeling, and I'm going to miss that the most. Just daily being there, hanging out, putting in the work, and, and appreciating what, what the guy next to you is doing. You know, for for me, you know, I know the Bears' hundred year anniversary, the event that's coming up in Rosemont. It's going to be interesting because you went to training camp and you competed with so many guys that you're going to be able to see. But you know, Jeff and I have had the opportunity to do these broadcasts now, so some of the guys that are going to cross our path that we really didn't get an opportunity to talk to very much because they were in the midst of their career. I'm looking forward to that opportunity as much as seeing the guys that you play with because the guys you play with, you have a tendency to see a little bit more. But the generations of players that have come throughout the Chicago Bears and been on the roster, it's going to be an awesome chance to be able to see these guys for an extended period of time. Yes, I will. I think that's a cool – that's just a – a milestone for really everybody who's been involved with our franchise. Uh, like it's a brotherhood and it never expires. So <laughs> to, to be there and kind of see the, the history of, in my opinion, the greatest franchise in the NFL 
to have that all come together and have guys there to share stories and share history and kind of support one another would be pretty cool. Glad you wore the jersey of a Chicago Bear, Big Zach. Take care, my friend. Thank you for joining us uh, on Bears All Access. Appreciate you. Thank you, Zach. And the pleasure is all mine. I love you guys. You too, buddy. You too, Zach. Okay, Zach Miller, our guest here on Bears All Access. When we return, we'll be dialing up another bear that had, uh, to this day, the fans love him. There's no way you could put it any other way. The great Doug Plank, one of the hardest hitters in football history, joining us next on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. The 2019 Middle Light Chicago Bears draft party will be held on Saturday, April 27th at Soldier Field from noon to 6 p.m. The event will feature on-field activities, locker room tours, uh, player autographs, and, of course, the live draft coverage and analysis from Bears football experts. Get your tickets today at chicagobears.com slash draft party. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, and joined now by a 12th round draft pick when the draft was longer than seven rounds. Back in 1975, I'm sure he remembers uh, what number he was drafted at uh, because it sticks with guys for the rest of their careers, and it's uh, a little chip on the shoulder. Please welcome former Chicago Bears safety, Doug Plank. Doug, do you remember what number you were drafted? (laughs) (laughs) Jeff, Tom, nobody forgets that. I think it was 291. And uh, (laughs) I I know there's more more numbers like on that now, you know, more teams and stuff like that. But um, it was, uh, you know, it was was a surprise because, you know, when when I was at Ohio State, you know, I was mostly a special teams player. And, you know, a lot of teams came into town. Yeah, I remember the Cowboys and the Rams, and they all had you, you run and tested and all that sort of thing. But I have to tell you, there wasn't one team that came to Columbus, Ohio, at Ohio State and tested me on doing anything. I didn't have to run. I didn't lift weights. So when it came the day of the draft and I found out I got drafted by the Chicago Bears, nobody was more surprised than Doug Plank. You know, Doug, it's a good thing that you were number 46 because I was kind of thinking, you know, that can be dialed into the four defensive linemen, six, you know, on the second level. But just think, if you were number like 27 or 31, they would have never named the defense after you. So, you know, that 291, your draft choice, but 46 has worked out well because across the football landscape, everybody knows Doug Plank, number 46. You know what? And I was one of those stories, too. I was the rookie that had a jersey number. Uh, I, I couldn't get my my college number, which was 28, but I got number 25. So I had 25 for like two or three weeks. But they they traded for an all-pro receiver, Ron Shanklin, from the Pittsburgh Steelers. And when he saw my number, that was his number in Pittsburgh. <laughs> that only took one day from him to take that jersey off me and say, hey, kid, rookie, I'm taking this jersey. And I went downstairs and I went to Kenny Early, uh, one of the equipment managers. You got what? Do you have any jerseys left? He goes, how about 46? Oh, good for I said, you. I mean, that's a, that is a blessing in disguise. You know, Doug, going through the draft process right now, uh, just and today, as a matter of fact, I was working on on cornerbacks and safeties. And, you know, because the Bears don't have a, a first or second round pick when we're doing our draft show on Saturday, Tom and I and and uh, and Dan Pompey and David Haw and Hub Arkish, uh, we're going to be looking at guys that, you know, you, you analyze. OK, and there are a few guys today that. I was looking at, you know, they only had a handful of college starts, and, and I was shocked to learn that you only had five college starts at Ohio State. Yeah, it was, you know, it was very humbling, uh, but you learn how to, to work hard when you're in an inferior position and you're always trying to get to the top. 
I was behind a first-round draft pick, a kid by the name of Tim Fox, who played 12 years in the NFL. So it wasn't like I was behind somebody that was not talented or capable or qualified. And, you know, you get the big places like, you know, Ohio State. Wow, there's always somebody in front of you. So I love the fact that I learned how to work hard and be conditioned and, you know, expect the unexpected. You know, don't, don't wait for your opportunity to come and knock on the door. Be ready. So when that opportunity came, and it did for me my senior year against Northwestern, uh, Tim Fox got hurt the first play of the game, and I played a game of my life, interceptions, forced fumbles, and, you know, there was a Chicago Bears scout at the game. And that's, in fact, how I got to the Bears. You know, Doug, before I ever got to the NFL, when I dreamed about playing in the NFL, you're a guy that intimidated me before I ever got here. And then I signed in the USFL, and I was glad that you were in the NFL, and then you signed in the USFL. Were there guys that you that when you approached the NFL that intimidated you or you were anxious about either being hit by or hitting? You know what, Tom? You know, it never dawned on me that I was ever going to get drafted that I was ever going to play in the NFL. So literally when I came there, I came with this, you know, Jeff, I know you mentioned like a chip on your shoulder or whatever the case. I didn't have any of that. I was just a 12th round draft pick. I, you know, I felt like, you know, I, I, I led the Ohio state Buckeyes in kickoff tackles. I felt like if I line up every time at safety and I treat it like a kickoff, Somebody is going to pay the price. It's going to be a lineman, a running back, somebody. Because, you know, when I run 12 yards and hit the line of scrimmage, somebody's going down. And that's a philosophy I brought with me in, in training camp. And I became the starter <laughs> before, you know, fortunately there were six games back then. So I had plenty of opportunity to prove myself in exhibition. And I was starting my rookie year. I couldn't even start at Ohio State. You know why? Because no one really ever gave me the chance to, to show what I could do. You know, Doug. Speaking of that, you know, you think of the de- of the defensive the defensive backfield now. I think the safety responsibilities have changed more than any other because they have to have the ability to cover. They have to tackle. They have to support the run near the line of scrimmage. So, outside of all your illegal hits. How would you have changed your game to fit it into today's atmosphere? You, you are so right, Tom. Number one, you eliminate the helmet first contact. Um, you know, that was a devastating way to knock people out or knock them down. I, I can't tell you how many times I heard the oxygen just come out of their, their lungs. Um, I, I, I would have to become, you know, I, I studied film a lot. I anticipated what, what formations were and what likely plays they were going to run as a result of that. Uh, I would not be nearly as effective in today's football because, you know, the recklessness of the way I tackled would not be regarded very well here. And when, it was surprising when I first got to the NFL, I could not believe how late the whistles were in comparison to NCAA. You know, those whistles were fast. They were quick. You know, when that running back was going down, they were almost blowing the whistle. The NFL, 1,001, you know, the guy's down the ground. You know, then all of a sudden you hear like 1,001, 1,002, 1,003, and all of a sudden you start realizing, wow, this is a totally different game. Doug Plank, our guest here on Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy with Tom Thera. I'm Jeff Joniak, and Doug will be a part of the 100-year celebration as the Bears welcome fans into Rosemont in the first weekend in June. It's uh, June 7th, 8th, and 9th, and we're going to be talking to former Bears players 
and current Bears players about what that's going to mean. It's going to be the largest dog collection of Bears players, past and present, that has ever been put together before. And that has to even be exciting for a guy who has been in the thick of it and had been in that locker room. No, you know, honestly, it's so exciting. I mean, I, I do broadcasting now. You guys know that on radio, national radio. And uh, I, I love talking football to players, coaches, especially people that I played, played against or played with, all those sort of things. I, I just think, you know, football is such a great game, you know, because you're giving everything you can. You're sacrificing your body for your teammates. And, you know, I, I still, you know, every time I see Dan Hampton and, uh, Steve McMichael and Singletary and Gary Fensick, you know, those guys, I know they gave everything they could to help me make plays. And if it wasn't for those guys in front of me as a safety, you know, your career, who you are as a person is nothing without those guys taking out everybody in front of you. And your job is easy. Hey, Doug, as you are finishing your career, you had a chance to see some really great draft choices coming aboard. And you see Hamp, and you see Otis, and you see Singletary, Todd Bell, Van Horn, Jimbo, McMahon, just just to name a few of the draft choices. Did you start seeing a change of belief or culture inside the locker room when you started to amass the quality of talent that I've just mentioned? You know what? Let me just say this, Tom. I felt like the defensive side of the football, not only did the talent increase – but, you know, they also were willing to go the distance. They would do anything. They would sacrifice themselves just so you could make a play. And I, I just think the whole mental aspect of the Chicago Bears changed over those, those years. It wasn't just about 40 times and bench press and, and vertical jump and all those sort of things. Those guys all bought into the program, Tom. And man, oh man, was it fun to play on that team. I mean, you would run back to the huddle. And I'm speaking now defensively because I felt so bad for Walter Payton. I mean, the the guy was literally trying to beat 11 guys on the other team. And when they started bringing in all these offensive linemen, quarterbacks, into receivers, it exploded. I mean, and now all of a sudden you had team, both a defense and an offense, that were playing for each other. It was, it was like being at the playground. Doug Plank, our guest here on Bears All Access. Doug, do you have time to stick around for one more segment if we take a couple commercials here? I sure do. I sure do. We'd love to talk to you. He's got Tommy's got me so fired up. Right. I got, I got a couple <laughs> good questions we, left too. We, I want to ask. We got too many him. questions. No, you can't have too many for Doug Plank. <laughs> this guy's unbelievable. All right, we'll be back in a second here on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio six seventy to score. The Chicago Bears Network presents Inside the Bears, brought to you by Verizon. Anthony Adams and Lawrence Greeden cover the world of Bears football on and off the field. Every Sunday night at 10.35 p.m. on Fox 32 Chicago. Or watch anytime at chicagobears.com or on the Bears official app. Another segment with former Bear Doug Plank, number 46, mm-hmm. kind enough to join us here on Bears All Access with Tom Thayer. I'm Jeff Joniak. Doug, uh, you, you do do games uh, for USA Radio and uh, that outfit and, and, and NFL games. You've done some Bears games. You did some last season. What about Matt Nagy's vision, his style, his substance as a head coach at, at the age of 40 uh, resonates with you and what the culture is like now for the Chicago Bears and their fans moving forward here into 2019. Well, let me just first say this. You know, as an announcer, I'll tell you, that, I'll tell you why teams lose. Bad coaching, bad calls, putting players in the wrong positions, calling the wrong plays at the wrong time. I'm sorry, I've watched enough games. You know, everyone tries to blame it on the players. 
but that's why I give Matt a lot of credit. I mean, I first met Matt. He was a quarterback for me, a backup quarterback in arena football, and the starter got hurt, and Matt came in and was unbelievable. I mean, he had the immediate respect from everybody. You know why? Because he did everything out there. He would die for first downs. He put the ball on the mark, and he was a leader. And no one really wants to talk about leadership in sports, but I'm telling you, it's so much more valuable than even knowledge. And you take knowledge and you got leadership in the same guy, that's Matt Nagy. And I look forward to great things happening because, you know what, he has the respect of the players and also the coaches. Doug, when you think of this year's draft, you got Kyler Murray, who's under six foot. Every other meaning, every other evaluated quarterback is six foot plus, six two and beyond, except for the quarterback at Penn State. You've had indoor coaching opportunities, you've seen the fast approach of the game. Where are you on the quarterback thinking? At, you know, when you, are you thinking, you know, six foot and under or six foot and over? You know what? Um, you know, you start looking at some of the quarterbacks around the league and, uh, you know, the Dak, Dak Prescott's and guys that are, you know, not really real tall receiver, I'm sorry, quarterbacks like you would have envisioned as six four or six five, the Jim Everett type quarterbacks that stand back in the pocket, strong armed. It's a different game now. You know, I think, especially where the Bears are right now, their offensive line, you know, I know, I know it's good, but, you know, I, I love quarterbacks that have the ability to roll out and buy some additional time because every defense breaks down after five seconds. And I think if you can keep the play alive somehow, some way, you know, whether with a quarterback or, you know, with great players around them, good things are going to happen. And so, you know, it's one of those situations that um, I think the Bears are fantastic right now where they are. You know, I think they got a great belief in each other as far as, you know, their, their vision on what they want to do. I think Matt does a great job of interpreting the other team's defense and offense and makes all the changes accordingly. And, and I give the Bears a lot of credit. You know why? Because a lot of teams would, not, would have not pulled that deal with Khalil Mack, and they got it done somehow, some way. Trubisky, they got him, you know, drafted early in the draft. You know, I give them a lot of credit. They are aggressively going after a championship. You know, just to get, you know, just to steer back kind of the history of the Bears, because it's just early in my thought. You know, recently there was an article written by Dan Pompey about Clyde Emmerich, and then you talked about the preparation in the offseason when you were a player. And in that article, he said, Doug Plank is my favorite player all time of the Bears. Can you tell me what a compliment that is, first of all, and the importance in his role in the history of the Bears in the preparation of this, the, the, just the decades of teams that he prepared? You know what, uh, Tom, you know he, he does a great job of training people, and you know he, he's a very he, – he walks the walk also. I love these coaches that said, I want you to run down the kickoff, and I want you to wipe out all these guys and then go get the running back and kill them and put them on the ground. When is the last time you did that? Right. <laughs> And, but with Clyde Emmerich, he did it. He did all the weightlifting. And I'll tell you what, Clyde Emmerich made me somebody I wasn't. I got there, I'm not saying undersized. I didn't have the strength or weakness or whatever the case might be. But he, more than just the muscles that he put on my body, you know, every day talking with him about his philosophy of life, you know, what the expectations are, 100% effort, 100% of the time. You know, you, you, you love your teammates. 
you know, that's you just go down. You, you're willing to do anything for each other. I felt like Clyde Emmerich, as much as any other coach they have on that staff, was was part of the success of the Chicago Bears through the 80s. I mean, he, he helped and mold that team and turn those players into guys that they weren't when they showed up. One of the most feared hitters in NFL history, Doug Plank, our guest here on Bears All Access, kind enough to give us a chunk of time tonight in advance of the Bears' 100 celebration. It's going to be a great time, 100 celebration weekend in Rosemont, June 7th through the 9th. Player autographs, photo ops, football panels, and activities for all ages. You can get your tickets today at chicagobears.com. I strongly urge you to go and get some tickets, up to two free tickets for kids 10 and under, when accompanied by a paid adult uh, for the weekend or a one-day pass. Free kids tickets do not have access, though, to autograph and photograph sessions, but it's brought to you by Dr. Pepper, Hyundai, and Midwest Dairy. Okay, I just described you as one of the most feared hitters in football. Does that ever bother you that sometimes that's how you're referred to as opposed to a great safety or the position itself? Do you ever take it? Do you ever take umbrage with that? Jeff, no, not really. I mean, because you know what? Coming out of the 12th round, coming on, sitting on the bench at Ohio State, I just showed up on Ohio. If I would have just been on Ohio State's punt team, I'm sorry, uh, Chicago Bears punt team for eight years, I would still be happy. And nobody knew anything about me. But, you know, believe me, I took everything that came my way with gratitude and, and thankfulness. And, you know, yes, I worked hard and I gave a lot of effort. But you know what? So did a lot of other players that never really were recognized. I mean, to be part of this 46 defense, even though I didn't go to the 85 championship, you know, I felt like I was still part of it. And I knew everybody on the team, the coaches, the players. I mean, there isn't a day that goes by. I don't think something of a Chicago Bear memory in my life. Hey, Doug, who hit? You know, I, I think of Earl Campbell. I think of Larry Zonka. I think of Pete Johnson, the fullback from Cincinnati, or maybe some of the huge tight ends you played against. Jimmy Giles. Who hit? No, who hit you hard? <laughs> uh, you know what? I I, w- I was doing three sixties, Tom, all the time. <laughs> Checking up. You had on a swivel. Once I went in, the first year we were in the Silverdome up in Detroit, and we walked in there. It was our first year they were open, and they had my picture up on the wall with $500 under it. <laughs> and I got the idea right then, hey, listen, somebody is coming after me. So I just kept trying to tackle everybody I could that really – Running into some of my own players, I still say the hardest hit I ever had was against Otis Wilson, against the Lions. Him and I were breaking on a guy that had just done a a little uh, stop route, like a 10-yard button hook, and uh, he fell down at the last second. I ran into Otis. It was lights out. I broke my nose. Um, That was probably the hardest hit I ever had. You know, poor Brian Bashnagel, because he tells me horror stories at practice where you would hit him harder going downfield than he would get hit in any games. And, I, and you know, those are some of the thoughts before coming to the Bears that are ingrained in my memory uh, about your reputation or, or watching you and Fensick before I ever had a chance to play for the Bears was that reputation that preceded you. Tom, think about this, though. I hear every coach, Woody Hayes used to say, you practice the way you play. You know, so – you're gonna, of course, you're gonna practice. Believe me, my hardest hits were on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday because you know why? I just turned it loose. I, I know nobody else was playing in the game. I was playing in the game, hmm. and finally, when Dick became the head coach, it was a game for Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday because just going against the offense was suicide. I mean, it was literally <laughs> anything goes. 
And but you know what? You got to the game time. You're going. This is easy. I've done this all week. There's nothing to this. And you don't even have to think about it. Your body would just go hit somebody as hard as it could. I promise you, you don't even have to think about it. It was already locked into your your mindset. Yeah, I agree. You know, practicing in against Hampton or McMichael, when you'd play against some of the slower opponents, there would be a, a second of hesitation sometimes because the Bears' defense was so aggressive 100% of the time practicing games that – you know, sometimes you played against a lesser opponent and you could see a significant difference between the Doug, two. Doug Plank, our guest here on Bears All Access. We're going to let you go, my friend, but uh, we'll see you. Thank at, you, guys. Really. We'll see you at the event in June. It. You're going to be uh, on a panel with some uh, other uh, great Bears safeties. I'm sure Mike Brown and Gary Fensick and others will be there. So it's going to be uh, position-specific, and you're always a delight to talk to. We really appreciate it, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Thank you, Thank you so much for having me on, guys. Thank you. Doug Plank, don't miss opening ceremonies on that Friday evening, uh, June 7th, covering 100 years of Bears football. We've got Hall of Famers, all the living Hall of Famers, and the unveiling of the new uh, classic Bears jersey. Uh, Doug Plank is uh, some kind of guy. We yeah. always enjoy talking with him. You I, know, I'm, I'm, I'm equally as excited to see a guy like Mike Brown because yeah. he's one of the guys that you would like to be friends with, but because there was a separation between broadcaster and player, you never had that chance, and it would be fun just to have some loose conversation with oh, him. Oh, heck, how, how many plane trips do we, we visit with Mike Brown? Right. And there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a, just generations of guys like that that's going to be exciting to yeah. see. Well, uh Drafts next week, uh, it's even impossible to kind of guess exactly what direction the team's going to go, but uh, we will be talking about it uh, as, as usual uh, on that Saturday. It'll be a fun event to look at it from a different perspective, Tom. Oh, I, I know it is. It, it's just it's hard to anticipate, you know, the first and second round excitement, but again, you never know because the greatest poker face I've seen in the last four years is Ryan Pace. But, you know, you still have to th- see – what decisions are made within your division? Because the Bears' success, there's a lot of division teams that are still good that have some high opportunities, high draft choice opportunities. And, Tom, condolences go out to the uh, Coppock family. Uh, for Chet Coppock yes. passed away uh, after injuries suffered in a car accident last week in South Carolina at the age of 70. Uh, we worked with him. We listened to him growing up, obviously, one of the uh, – uh, showman in our business. So condolences. I know you had uh, a great relationship with him. Yeah, you know, he was a stable. You know, he was one of the main guys in the market in the media here on TV and radio. And as a young kid growing up here, you knew a Chet Kopic and you kind of admired his flamboyancy because not a lot of other people could pull it off. But that was Chet's persona all the time. 68 consecutive home openers. Yes. Uh, as a Bears season ticket holder, you had gobs of tickets. And the Bears uh, apparently are going to have a press box seat emptied on her jet at the season opener against the Packers. Tom, we're out of time. Okay, big We Jeff. appreciate uh, all the, uh, the conversation tonight. Joined by Zach Miller and also Doug Plank here on Bears All Access. Brought to you by IGS Energy. That'll do it for us. Have a great night here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Thanks for listening to this Chicago Bears Network presentation of Bears All Access. Podcasts are available on ChicagoBears.com and on iTunes or download the official Bears mobile app. Bears All Access has been brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by CDW, Athletico Physical Therapy, and Ford.